I feel like my, I'm just going to say, guys, I think my resolutions are going to be like so similar to previous years. It's not even funny. I feel bad. I'm like a broken record every year. Yeah. It's like another 365 days have gone by and you've done nothing with your life. I, I haven't. This 2023, kind of a weird year in that I accomplished nothing aside from some like major personal things. But other than that, like nothing of note. And honestly, like the older Tiger gets, the less we let you use him as an excuse. Because it's like, okay, he can like wipe his own butt now, I think. And he can like, you know, make sandwiches for himself and stuff. No, he uses the potty, but he can't wipe his own butt. And you know what's really annoying? And Laz, maybe you can weigh in on this too, because you have kids. Like, uh, it's super annoying to have a kid be like, like snotty to you. Like to have your child be like, like bullying you or snotty to you. And be like, I wipe, I have to wipe your butt. How dare you? <laughs> How yeah. dare? Like, what? 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 What do you think you like? Who do you think you are? Like, let alone giving birth to you. But let's put that aside because that wasn't your choice. I'm not holding that against you. But, but you poop out of your butt, and I have to wipe it. And then you complain your butt is damp because I have to use a moist cloth. And I'm sorry, I'm just grossed out like all of our listeners. But just saying. Awful lot of attitude coming from someone who can't wipe his own butt yet. So, yeah, you're right, though, Harley. Like, the older he gets, the less and less I have excuses. But he's still of the age where I can use him as an excuse. So it's Tiger's fault. Oh, see, but then they get back into, like, there's a few years where you can't use them as an excuse. And then you're like, oh, sorry, I have to go pick up the kid from work. You know, he gets off at, like, nine. So, you know, the ex doesn't want him to take the bus. I got a dip. You know, that happens. You'll, it comes full circle eventually. You just got off work, have to pick him up, have to wipe his butt. It's horrible. It's, all, it's, it's going to take hours. This is Gwen Glitter, a weekly podcast dedicated to wiping your kids. <laughs> <laughs> We're really putting the grit forward today. <laughs> Happy 2024, everybody. How many butts have you wiped today? <laughs> I, well, I, uh, I, I wanted to say dedicated to wiping your <laughs> I can't get through it. This is the point where we learn that Grit and Glitter now has a bidet sponsorship. Oh my god, we are sponsored by no, we're we're sponsored by Squatty Potty. <laughs> uh, side note, when I was in Pittsburgh this summer, we were, we stayed at this uh, couple's place that we found through this website, and literally we're there for like twenty minutes. I go to use the washroom and I mistake the bidet handle for like flushing the toilet, and I just soak the whole front of my pants because <laughs> the bidet is like point. I don't know where I don't know how they stand. But I thought it was flushing the toilet, and instead water just sprayed right at my crotch. Yeah, I don't know. I know they're all the rage and everything, like bidets. Everybody's got the bidets. People were getting bidets during, like, at the height of the pandemic because there was no toilet paper. But you know what? I just I don't trust them for the exact reason. I'm just going to soak myself somehow. Oh, see, I got mine right before the pandemic, and it was great. And I have not oh, man, looked back. Pretty, pretty. 
Yeah. Everybody was like, oh, I can't find toilet paper. You're like, ah, ha, ha, just spraying my butt clean. Yeah. And, man, it's one of those things. Once you get used to it, like, not having it is so much worse than, like, anything else. Like, mm. Okay, so that's another reason I don't want to go down the bidet route because, like, then, like, my work doesn't have bidets. Yeah, I, you like, get spoiled. Yeah, you do. So, like, I don't know. I think I have to just continue to live without and deprive myself. All right. Uh, if you're still there. What were we actually listeners. talking about? Oh. Hello. Are you still there? <laughs> this is Grid and Glitter, a weekly podcast dedicated Hi. to the power of women's wrestling. <laughs> um, we're also drunk from New Year's. How about that? That's our excuse. Yeah, it's been two days since New Year's. It's been an, or an ordeal. We're here. In the year of our Lord, 2024, the year of the chinchilla, according to the Chinese New Year calendar, a huge year here at Grit and Glitter. My name is Harley Vasquez. I'm Emphir. We are joined this week by friend of the show, first time guest proper, Jonathan Laz Laszlo. Hi, everybody. Hey, Laz. Hey, Laz. Yeah. You, you were on the show, we've, you contributed to our Match of the Year special a couple of weeks ago, and yep. there was a snippet of a brief conversation we had back in the summer when I was in Pittsburgh, hanging out at Enjoy Wrestling, but you've never been on the show proper for like a full-length segment. Now you're on for the full-length show. I, yeah, I, I managed to dodge that bullet for quite a while. It's crazy, because like, Laz has been, you've been following the show for a while, for a long time, and we have a, like a mutual friend, and like... Finding out from like reconnecting with this friend was partially fueled by the fact that like like she had told me that you were a fan of the show and so that's how we got connected and so subsequently she's been on this show like as a full guest when we did our like first episode or the pilot episode of Glow uh, episode but like you still hadn't been and so when Harley mentioned that I was like there's no way we haven't had Laz as an official guest and it's it, nope nope this is it this is no, but no. she made fun of me for that for like no. a week. Oh, well, the, I'm, I'm glad I could give her some some fodder. Yeah, it's fine. So for people who don't know you, tell them a little bit about yourself, what you do in wrestling, what uh, promotions you follow, that sort of thing. Ah, okay. I I write the Impact Hits and Misses for PW Torch. Uh, I'm also a very big mouth on Twitter. Uh, I tend to follow lots of impact. Uh, I also do a lot of the local Pittsburgh indie scene and a little bit else of like the kind of East Coast area indies. But that's, you know, mainly just following other wrestlers, social media and being like, yes, I want to see that. And then I never get to see it. But you know how that is. And you've been podcasting for the torch recently, too, right? Yeah, yeah, for about a year, I want to say, year two, year and a half. No, probably a year, probably a year. Yeah, me and Darren Lilly, we're on, we do the Impact Recap, and he is very by the book. Here's what happened, and I get very opinionated and angry, and it's delightful. It's a good dynamic, honestly. You got to have, like, you got to have your straight man, and then your, like, wild card. I got my start in this business, podcasting for the Posting Torch about Ring of Honor and about NXT. And look at me now. This could be your future. 
you too could have a podcast where I know I know Christmas was last week. This is I am the ghost of Christmas future. <laughs> Warning you if you don't change your ways, this could be your future. Oh dear God. No <laughs> All right. It is twenty twenty four. And every year we like to kick off the year with our uh, our look ahead. Look ahead at the year to come. What could happen, what may happen, what's already been announced, get excited about things, uh, maybe a little bit of fantasy booking, and also, I believe in the betterment of myself and others around me. So I like to view January as like a just a chance to catch up on things and make some fresh starts and try to correct some behaviors, try to not spend $300 every month on fast food, try to <laughs> pay off my credit card quicker try to read a book once in a while, things like that. But here on the show, we make wrestling resolutions. That's our long held tradition. I make a bunch of resolutions for myself in order to make myself a better person. And then I force them to at gunpoint. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not a big resolution person. I, I hate to be that person because I actually, I do like to make goals. I make goals for myself all the time. I tend to make like really like silly goals and like I make like personal missions of things and, um, but I tend to set like yearly intentions, not so much like resolutions. I know that that's, you know, maybe just a horse by a different name, but like, honestly, resolutions to me always set the, like the bar really high. And as you know, we can discuss as we share our resolutions, a lot of my resolutions this year are going to be very similar, if not exactly the same as previous years, because a lot of times I do not accomplish any of them, but I like to go along with this um, because I do think it's a good thing to set intentions for the year. I think it's a good idea to have like mindful actions to keep in mind. Um, I do think it's always nice to start a new year with the recognition that like there are habits and things that you can break and there are habits and things that you can engage and embrace if you choose to do so. Um, there doesn't have to be a metric for success. I like that Harley doesn't like hold do we do we review you don't we don't review last year's resolutions, do we, Harley? That's how we're kicking things off. I've got yours right here. Oh, well. <laughs> so we do have to revisit last year's uh, promises that went unfulfilled. But, you know, what's the worst thing that happens? It's not like Harley's going to come back down to Pittsburgh and, like, you know, punch me in the face for not doing what I said I was going to do. Wait, wait, wait. We're did... not making our resolutions for this year yet. <laughs> well, if you do, we have to make that Patreon content. So you're going to have to pay to see the nice Canadian boy actually, like, take some aggressive action. But yes, so Harley pushes me to make these resolutions every year. I do so. Sometimes they're fun to like re-examine. Sometimes I do actually accomplish them. So we'll see. I forget what my my resolutions were for last year. Harley's going to remind me. Yes, last year we both made three. Last year on the show we were joined by, at the time, new Glitterati member, Lindsay Baker. Lindsay, DM me. I'll tell you what your resolutions were, whether you succeeded or not. I hope your resolution was being fucking funny as hell on the glitter bombs because uh, VIP or like uh, just, oh, not VIP, uh, MVP, MVP um, to Lindsay for her award presenting and the glitter bombs. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, dear listeners, please, it's the first award presented. You have to t plug in. She is hilarious. So I hope one of her resolutions was crush it at award presenting because you would have accomplished it and right in the nick of time before the end of the year. Okay, last year, my first resolution was I wanted to get Grid and Glitter's Twitter account to 500 followers. <laughs> and? And we're currently at 619. So Ooh. check, check. Ooh. 
That's all a check in the box. Of, all 600 of you, 600 plus, we love you so much. Yeah, at least 19 of those are Elon Musk's e-girls who just like everything I post. Five different accounts mm-hmm. named Rachel, each with different profile pics, but with the same description. Thanks, I Rachel. I mean, that's, that's actually just me. I'm Rachel. Um, your first resolution was you wanted to stick with Impact Wrestling. Um, I did it pretty well. Um, and thanks to uh, keeping up with Laz and Dawn of the Glitterati, um, I have stayed abreast of most of the major storylines and stuff. I've fallen off a little bit in the last couple of months. So has I, Impact, so you're not missing so, anything. So has Impact, that tends to be the case. I'm going to, I'll come back when I feel like the tides are like back in my favor, but I have been following the storylines that I've been, that I've been loving. And, um, you know, some of my favorite matches and things happened because like in Impact this year. So I was, I, I stayed plugged in partially because I just wanted to, like, I didn't even have to really try. I wanted to keep staying on top of what was happening. Laz, you weren't here with us last year to make resolutions, but hit us with uh, something that you accomplished this year that you're proud of in the wrestling world. I am going to say I went to an Impact pay-per-view taping. I managed to get my myself out to Columbus and see the all-in uh, taping where there was the Killer Kelly Masha Slamovich dog collar match and Alex Shelley taking the title. It was super, super important for the year. And I managed me and Don Hallowell actually managed to make it out there. We went out there separately, but saw each other there. Um, so I, I that was one of my big goals to get out to see an impact show this year because they don't run typically anywhere within a four hours distance yeah. of Pittsburgh. Yeah, I made it out to Rebellion in April, actually, to see their show here in Toronto. And I got to see, oh my God, it's all a blur now. Oh, Diana and Jordan Grace in the main event. Great match. Amazing. All right. My second resolution was after ooh, four years of doing this podcast and a year or two of doing the Ring of Honor podcast, I wanted to interview a wrestler in person for the first time. And we nailed that. This summer, M and I backstage at Enjoy Wrestling. We talked. We got to talk in person with Erica Lee, with Boar, with the Runway, Ray Lynn, Edith Surreal, lots of people. Yeah, amazing. And I want to keep doing that. I, I, I we'll get to that in our resolutions. But like that was some of the most fun interviews that we've done. It was really nice that there was kind of a actual like a time limit to them since we didn't want to take up anyone's time for too long. We didn't have to like go super in depth. But it was great to have the wrestlers give us that little bit of chunk of time before a show they weren't yet in gorilla so they were like still kind of like socializing and and able to like communicate with us like openly but like just for them to share like any kind of like preparation time with us on air was like fantastic so man okay so you're two out of three harley yes unfortunately you were not because your second resolution was you wanted to try your hand at commentary yeah that hasn't happened. However, I've not given up. I've actually con- I've been just rethinking this recently. And friends of the show have reached out to me and said, like, hey, if you would like to talk about commentary, if you want to know more, if you want to, like, learn some things, I'd be happy to help you. So it, it's, it, you know, it's it's still it's still there. The intention is there. It just didn't happen in 2023. I seem to remember you had the idea of with somebody else, maybe Don even 
of re-recording your own commentary for existing shows, maybe like Enjoy or something like that, doing like a like an alternate commentary track. That was like the goal. Like that was one of the big things we really wanted to try, which was like after the Enjoy uh, episodes would hit YouTube, like going through and basically doing like a um, uh, riff tracks commentary for it and like trying it out that way. But the problem is, I wasn't going to necessarily treat those like serious commentary. So I don't know how instructive they would be as far as actually learning how to do wrestling commentary, but do one, get my own schedule under control and get Don or whomever wants to do it with me on the other big issue in that regard is that enjoy doesn't run another show until March. So we're, we're still waiting, but yeah, maybe after the March shows, once those end up hitting YouTube and remix and maybe, yeah. yeah okay. Again, I don't want to keep repeating resolutions, but it's a good idea. Oh, I had interview a wrestling person. That was like a 2020 resolution of mine that I, you know, I got away from because I didn't think it could happen. I didn't have the the connections here in Toronto because I'm not plugged into the scene here because nothing here particularly excites me. So I I set it aside for a couple of years and, you know, it was still in the back of my head of like, here's something I would love to do someday. I'm just not prioritizing right now. And then opportunities arose and we were able to make it happen so no harm in repeating yeah laz break about something else uh i now this is one i missed uh i wanted to go to more pittsburgh local indie shows i had a list of 10 there are 10 promotions that run within an hour's drive of pittsburgh and I kind of limited it as if they had run in the last six months when I made the list because, you know, you never know with indie promotions. They might run once a year and then you never hear anything. And I got to four different promotions. So that's it's good, but I could have done more. So we'll see. Yeah, four is not terrible. Like I. Yeah. I've been to maybe three total in Toronto over the past five years. So Yeah, and I think I like this year I think I've been to local speaking too. I mean, yeah, I think so. I think I've really only been to, to enjoy and then out to eight eighty. Yeah. I hit enjoy eight eighty uh rise uh and wrestle rex. Oh, I lied. I was at WrestleRex. I was at WrestleRex in March for my birthday. So I lied. I had three. That was the WrestleRex I missed. So Ooh, I just went to the more recent birthday. one. I did talk with Ray Lynn. It was great. My third resolution from last year is one that I'm going to give myself an X on. It was to find a new favorite promotion. So for, yeah, for, for many years there, Ring of Honor was my favorite promotion. I watched every single show they did, every weekly TV Loved it. Stardom became my big thing for a while there as well for a couple of years. And then I, both of them lost me for a variety of reasons we won't get into here. And I've been searching for that new one, honestly, ever since for like two, three years now. I've been searching for the, my favorite promotion that I love and I watch every single show and I just am completely absorbed in. And I haven't found it yet. There are promotions here or there where I'll seek out certain matches and that I'll like I'll follow certain wrestlers, but I've yet to find. Well, okay, uh, Enjoy is is the one is the only one where like I watch every single show and I love it and I love everything about it. But as we've alluded to here, 
they only do like three or four shows a year, so it's not that it's not quite the same. It's not like I'm not no it's not enough material to binge. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I I mean it, it's hard because like to to make it a favorite promotion, you feel like you need it to be something that's going to be like something you're following all the time. And enjoys a really good choice. It's just you know you only get those handful of shows a year and you're not coming down from Toronto to see like the you know matches that they're putting on in like a taco mania or at the hilltop county fest like those are fun shows they're good shows but like you're you're making that visit you're making it for like a major show and if they're only doing a couple a year like yeah so but have you come close at all Harley like are there any like maybe not favorite, but like new promotions that you have gone into to the degree that they could be if you like followed a bit more? It's tough, right? Like I always tell myself that I'm going to start watching Tokyo Trishu Pro or I'm going to go back and start watching Chikara or Shimmer from the start or I'm going to like watch every Prestige show. Prestige might be the close. Like I don't watch their shows that often. I've seen like a couple but whenever I see the match listings and the cards, they might be the closest to making me a fan because they just put on some amazing matches. They feature the women really great. They're maybe the promotion that I'm most excited about right now in terms of like active American promotions. All right. Well, it seems like a worthwhile project to continue pursuing. I mean, it's kind of it's funny I have it as a resolution because in essence, like as wrestling fans, are we all kind of trying to find that over and over again? Like, unless you're just one of those fans who, like, sticks with the product that you have grown up with, and you, even if you don't like it. Em, your third and final resolution from last year was you were going to hit the road more. Yeah, that didn't go super well. New Kensington is about a 35-minute drive. It's from my on home. a road? <laughs> it, it's not close. So I went out to New Ken for a couple of shows. And would like to continue because uh, they're doing some really fun, great stuff out in 8080. And, um, but yeah, other than that, I did not really hit the road because I still have a very small child and I'm usually very tethered to the home during the weekends. However, that resolution is coming to fruition very, very soon. So um, I'm not that it counts because it will happen in 2024, but I am definitely hitting the road this coming year, I'm not going to make it a resolution because it's already, it's preordained, it's happening. I'm going to. And I have like new friends who've gotten into wrestling on the local scene too. So like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have people to, ro- more people to road trip with than ever. So not a, not a resolution for 2024 because it's already going to happen. Um, so delayed, but it, it is in effect. Yeah. Once we chip in and buy a bidet for your son, you'll have a lot more freedom. I just need to get away from the constant cycle of butt wiping. That's, that's true. Laz, do you have anything else from this past year you want to boast about? Not yet. Or regretfully admit that you failed yourself. I am about two days away from filling out one of the things I had on my list that I wanted to get to and couldn't, but I think I'm going to do very shortly, which is go to an Envy Young No Ring. And there's one happening in two days down in the south side, and I am going to try to get my ass there. So that's that is I mean, it's still the future. It might not happen. But right now, 
like everything else in my life that I was supposed to do that day has gone away. So I'm like, mm, I think it, it's kismet. Got to go to that MV Young No Ring. That's what I'll be doing in two days. So close to the wire there. All right. Well, then by the time this episode airs, it will have already happened. So congratulations. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, that bridges us from last year's resolutions into this year's resolutions. We have a full, is it a leap year? It's the next leap year. Is it next year? Uh, this is a leap year. We have a full 366 days ahead of us. That's an extra day to no. to do something. Remember, nothing counts on leap year. On the on the leap day, nothing counts. Nothing matters. It's a free day. Do whatever you want. Right. It's like the purge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Purge day. Okay. So 366 days to make our dreams come true. I'm going to just, you know what? I'm just going to roll it over. My first resolution. Last year, I said I wanted to get us to 500 followers on Twitter. This year, 750. That's my goal. Just Whoa. one inch at a time. Yeah, you're not even you're not even doubling. You're just going incremental. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're at six nineteen right now. Seven fifty seems feasible. Yeah, that seems almost a little too doable. Like, maybe uh, I don't. But the way X.com is going, you never know. Like we we have good friends of ours who have been fleeing that sinking ship. It might get harder and harder to gain followers each year. Or it could just completely fall apart. That and if they decide all- to start charging everybody, uh, I'm done. <laughs> Guys, I'm not on there if they're charging. I I love Twitter. I get a lot out of Twitter. It's a very enjoyable place for me, but I'm not paying for it. Yeah, ne- next year my resolution will be to get us to 30 followers on Blue Sky. <laughs> <laughs> I can get us there. Don't worry. Oink! All right, 750 on followers on Twitter. That's my goal. If you're listening to this, do me a solid. Spread the love. But your friends. <laughs> em, what's yours first? Oh, boy. I have a couple that I just I haven't ranked them, so I'm trying to decide which one I want to go with first. Um, as far as my first resolution goes, I really want to recommit to watching wrestling on a weekly basis. I have fallen off as of recently. Um, for a lot of reasons. Uh, I started... I started like doing things regularly on Wednesday nights, which interrupted my weekly dynamite time, but also coincided with a time uh, with kind of like a, a period in dynamite and AEW in general, where I haven't been like that interested, despite a lot of the really cool stuff that they're doing. I kind of waned in my interest just overall in the promotion. So I pulled back. I've been watching the weekly dynamite and that was like, from the get-go, Dynamite was like my like appointment television for me, even during the times when I wasn't like super thrilled with the storylines they were running and continued to be, you know, disappointed by what they were doing with their women's division. I still every Wednesday, like clockwork, got in front of the TV to watch it. And then this past several months, I just had things other things to do. And normally in the past, when I would miss a dynamite, I would make a point to catch up, but I haven't been. And then, you know, they have Rampage, which I only kind of spottily watched. And then they had a Collision, which I never really watched. And so my, like, regular weekly wrestling diet has actually been pretty weak in the last, like, four to five months, if not before. And I'd like to get back into the habit. Like, 
I just, I, I want to want, if, if it's not AEW, that's fine. Like, as long as I'm watching something, maybe I, maybe I get back, get back into wrestling open. Um, they do a lot of fun things over there. They've been building a lot of really fun stories and building a lot of great talent. Um, it's, I've always liked Beyond for the longest time. So wrestling open seems like appointment television for me and I can stream it conveniently. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think it's a, it's a very low bar, but I think I just want to be able to like check in on something on a weekly basis. Impact is another one. I was watching Impact fairly regularly and then recently fell off in the last couple of months because I wasn't super interested in what was happening. And then I also just got busy. They kind of stopped doing anything since Bound for Glory. It's been in treading water mode. It doesn't make it. It's so hard to watch. Like, I'm supposed to watch and it's difficult. Yeah, it's just been it, it wasn't like. I wasn't being drawn into anything and there wasn't much happening. So I didn't make a point of even catching up, but like also fall is just a really busy time for me. Like basically from September through December, my, my nights get pretty busy. Work gets really, really busy. Life has gotten really busy because when your kid gets to have an age where they suddenly they celebrate holidays and every holiday requires a lot of celebrating, then that fills up time too. So not like not to make excuses, but also perfectly fine to make excuses for not watching TV. I, yeah, I just fell off on a regular check-in. I would watch pay-per-views, and obviously I was going to shows. I was watching, like, certain indies, like, streams and stuff. But I, yeah, my just general, regular, weekly wrestling rotation has fallen off, and I'd like to get back into it. It's, it's I don't know, even maybe, like, New Japan. I don't know. I feel really bad that I haven't been watching New Japan in the last couple of months or last year, really. But, yeah, I don't know. A lot of my favorite promotions I just have checked out on. And, um, weekly, if I have like a, like a weekly spot where I'm always watching something, that's a good time for me to catch up. Laz, what's your first resolution? Uh, all of my, most of my resolutions are about, you know, going to see live shows. I have one that doesn't. And that is, I want to get a set of rabbit ears for my TV because they show wow in my here in Pittsburgh at like 1130 on Saturday nights on one of the local UA UF UHW UH, whatever one of those stations and I don't want to pay for cable to watch it so I want to get a pair of you know the digital rabbit ears and actually start watching wow on a more regular basis and not like two years behind. It's so incredible that that's the solution to watching WoW in 2024. It's not like I sign up for the streaming service or I go onto YouTube a week later. It's like buying rabbit ears or maybe like and standing on like a chair in his doorway and tying something to the roof. Totally maddening. And also like what a disservice to a product that is like so much fun to watch. When you can watch it regularly, it really pays. It it is really justified um, watching, but it's just so hard to pinpoint and track down, especially in this age where like, how many of us have rabbit ears and are getting like net like, bi- like basic ass like local television stations? Most of us are not. No, and what gets me is when you look at the combined ratings for Wow, it is huge they're doing like uh 300,000 people viewers a, a, a week that's like almost double what impact is getting it, that's 
I think I think there's every bit of justification for that too, because like it is really accessible. It's really fun to watch. It's like that hour long, like nugget size wrestling program size is just like perfect for people who are not who are like curious or interested, but not like necessarily wanting to watch like a full two hour plus show. Um, it's bright. It's colorful. Uh, if you are into wrestling in various degrees, it pays. It also pays off. And there's a lot of wrestlers who are involved who are like known on the independents and elsewhere in, in other guises. It's just it's it's a lot of fun. I I wish it was easier to watch, but but it makes sense that it's popular when it can be viewed. My second resolution. So part of the reason that I haven't landed on that like favorite promotion that I'm obsessed with and I watch every show with is limited time, like anything, right? Like I have other hobbies besides wrestling. I have other things I'm into and my wife is not into wrestling. So whenever we have an evening at home together where I don't want to watch wrestling, I want to watch something with her, some you know, movie, TV show, whatever. The other part of it is all the free time I have that I've spent watching wrestling, I've pretty much this past couple of months been spending watching old episodes of Raw and Nitro, which is specifically for our Patreon podcast, Women's Wrestling Entertainment. I've been researching history of women in WWE and WCW for our Patreon podcast. Uh, to the extent that I already have like the next two and a half episodes of women's wrestling entertainment, like scripted out and ready to go. So that's my resolution. My resolution is I would like us to record at least six episodes of our Patreon podcast this year. That's one every, every one every two months. That seems doable. We only did three last year and we haven't done one since July. And I constantly feel bad about that with our Patreon yes. people spending money and, Yes, but that's not your fault. You know whose fault that is. That's not your fault. Yeah, Laz, get it together. Man, I'm sorry. You know, I got to drag all the equipment out of the basement and set it up. And then, you know, it's just a whole big thing with those big real real tapes and like the weird flashing lights that, are, you know, on the board. And it's just so much work. Sorry. I, I, I'll hire some guys. I mean, maybe Harley, maybe like I should like ride coattails on this resolution because in order for you to achieve yeah, I'm kind this, of throwing you in, into this resolution, I also need to do this, and that's perfectly legitimate because I really enjoy it. I I always do. We just have had some bad luck when it came to like syncing up for recording and recording schedules in general, but like. I love doing the WWE podcast because I am learning so, so much. It's really fun to revisit these. Well, it's fun in that, like, sometimes it's fun and sometimes it's fun slash horrible slash horrifying slash oh my God uh, type of way. But in in any regard, it's always really interesting. And I, I love doing the show. I just, yeah. So I think that's a really good goal. Um, I will make that also a resolution. Not, I mean, I can throw that on my on my list of resolutions because it's a really good one to make yeah it's really educational because i was like a kid in 94 you know i was like 10 years old 1995 so i and i was like i yeah i've heard of alundra blaze i don't really remember watching a wrestle and then going back and watching every episode of raw in, real, in order it's like oh that's because she only showed up every once every six months that's yeah. why i don't remember watching her so yeah educational for sure 
super educational and informative. And also it's just a, like a fantastic reminder of like all the things that promotions can do wrong with women's wrestling booking and using women's talent. And it's a good reminder to us that, you know, why those mistakes should not be repeated. Cough, cough, AEW file. All right. Do you have another uh, one you want to do? Or should we skip to Laz? Let's go ahead and skip to Laz. Okay. Like that's, that's your official. That's your number two now. I want to do some traveling to see some wrestling. I want to go see some other states' local promotions. AEW's or AIW is right there. ESW is right there. And while it's technically still in the state, LVAC, Lehigh Valley, uh, I want to go see them. And that one is probably the most likely because my youngest kid uh, just got accepted into a college that's over on that side of the state. So I will probably get to that one uh, probably around this time next year when I go to pick him up to bring him home for Christmas. But you can just go and crash on his floor after the show. Exactly. That's the plan. I don't have to. I'm, you know, already helping out with that tuition. You know, parent plus loans, yay. So I think I can sleep in a dorm. That that seems like a reasonable ask. Hey, kiddo, let your old man sleep on your floor so I can go see some wrestling. Yeah, totally, totally normal. Yeah. All right, on that note, all about traveling, heading out of state to see stuff and visit people that you love. My third resolution is, oh, again, this is like... A, Totally pulling uh, shotgun wedding on my co-host here. My third resolution was to get M to come to Toronto. So, okay. So adding that to my resolution. So, so is this like the episode where Harley just guilts M into all the things that she has not accomplished yet? Like Here are things that I would like to do this year. So make it happen. <laughs> Actually, that is the best way to get me to fulfill a resolution. I, you're a genius because if someone else is depending on me, absolutely. Like if you were like, M, my resolution this year is that I want to get into Tokyo Joshi Pro and talk to you about it every week as a check-in. I would, I would, I would watch it and like everything that that came out about it because I just didn't want to disappoint you. Yeah, I figure I came to Pittsburgh twice, so it seems like only fair. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. But like. You always talk about not having a much of a scene up there. So, like, I think that's one of the things that has held me back is just, like, well, I want to go up there and I want to see wrestling with Harley, but, like, where are we going to go? There, Okay, so there is a, a scene. There's Smash Wrestling. There's Demand Lucha. They've got Mustafa Ali coming in a couple of weeks. You know, they put on some good shows. There's just not – and they got uh, we got Greek Town up here as well. That's true. I'm just – I'm not in love with any of them because they – most of them only have – one women's match per show, maybe three women per card. All three promotions, every show, it's usually just like, oh, who's Jody Threat wrestling this time? So I'm not, I'm not enthused about them, but it's still, I'm sure it would still be a fun time to go and uh, check out some of the regulars. Like we got Gringo Loco wrestles here all the time, Jock Sampson, Puff, Space Monkey, they're all regulars here in Toronto. I mean, I, I like all those guys. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not talking down about Toronto. Hey, Toronto listeners, I'm not talking down about you. I'm I'm I, I've been trying to figure out your local scene based on what Harley has told me. I just had no idea. So, um, 
Yeah, I mean, I know that, like, Greek Town and Smash have done, like, good ones. So, yeah, no, we got to figure it out. Got to pick a weekend. All right, what's your last resolution? I guess, okay, so I had a couple other ones because I've now added a bunch. Uh, like last, I would like to travel more for wrestling this year. I made that resolution um, last year. I already have uh, – LVAC is such a good one, Laz, and I've been wanting to get out there. Um, front, we, Jack, Jackie's uh, – uh, Roddy member Jackie – um, has done stuff with LVAC. Friend of the show, Missy has done. It certainly has worked with LVAC. Like they do amazing shows. They sell out all the time. So it's definitely one of those commitments that I have to know in advance that I'm going to make because it's not like a spur of the moment type of trip. But um, I feel kind of disingenuous making that resolution because I do already have wrestling travel plans already set in motion. So instead, I'm going to make the very simple resolution that. From now on, like going into 2024, whenever I, I want to start keeping like an actual like wrestling watch diary, what I do with wrestling is I watch it. I try to remember what I can and then et cetera. If we're recording for the pod, I will oftentimes take notes or I'll like I'll go back and look at some like show stuff to like re- refresh my memory of things. But I just want to be I want to be doing that for everything. Like I just want to keep like a little like notebook, maybe not even on my phone. Maybe it's just like a literal like wrestling little notebook. Every time I watch anything, whether it's an episode of Dynamite or it's a show at 880 or it's whatever big shows I go to come my travels this spring. Like I want to be tracking my wrestling in a much more consistent fashion because for the biggest reason is I have a shit memory and really need to start documenting things. All right, Laz, finish us off. Last resolution of 2024. Ooh, last resolution of 2024. This is a big, big one, is I want to go out to Philly for WrestleMania weekend and avoid all WWE content. Hey, I think that that can happen, Laz. I think it could, too. I've already cleared out a credit card and paid it down so that I can buy my collective ticket. I want to go to Big Gay Brunch, and I really hope that New Japan and Impact run another Multiverse United show. Uh, you know, I, I I feel like WrestleMania weekend, there's so many other th- great things happening in the wrestling world that, like, and it's always usually somewhere where it's like, la or somewhere in texas or like and yeah new york's not that much further than philly but it's too expensive but philly i can do philly philly is right there and it's like oh this is a big not just wrestling resolution but that is wrestling bucket list level stuff yes and i mean if you don't mind me saying laz like spoiler alert this is going to happen because we, you, myself, and Don Halliwell have the plan to go. Like we are in at least in one direct in one way, we are booked for WrestleMania weekend in Philly. So like it's happening and I'm psyched. And I'll, honestly, like there's going to be some major, major shows happening likely. But like if all I do is buy a collective ticket and camp out at that spot for the like majority of the weekend, I'll be happy. TGPW is doing a show, like doing collaborations with GCW. So not only does that mean that there's likely going to be a TJP like specific show, but then we'll see that talent everywhere all weekend long. And that's amazing. And I'm going to hang out with Mesa Ruka and it'd be great. And it's going to be fantastic. We're going to have a good time. Yes. Philadelphia friends, hit us up. Let us know if you're going. 
that's our resolutions for the year. There you go. That's what we are going to aim towards. That's what we have to look forward to in the greater world of women's wrestling. What else could, would, should happen this year? One of the big questions is something I think we talked about on this exact episode one year ago. Where will Mercedes Monet land? This time last year, there was rumors of her going to Japan. She went, she wrestled like four matches, got injured, and hasn't been seen since. There's talk that uh, any plans, with, that potential plans with AEW have fallen through. There's rumors that she told WWE she would come back for X amount of money, and they said that's too much. Even Charlotte doesn't make that much money, which is hilarious because she's better than Charlotte. So the question now is, where will Mercedes show up? Will she go back to Japan? Will she show up anywhere else? Laz, what are the chances she appears in a TNA ring in 2024? I am going to say that I'm going to give it a 10% chance like of actually happening. Uh, I think it's entirely possible that she could do a very quick like one or two tapings with where she and trinity just tag together and then she goes wherever that that money is because i think that's going to be the ultimate thing impact is or tna is willing to open their pocketbooks up but i don't know if they can go that wide like that's that's a lot of money there. If she's if she wants more than Charlotte Flair money, that's, that's we're talking Scrooge McBuck Scrooge McDuck's money bins there. And uh, I don't know if TNA's got that, but I think there's a good solid ten percent chance that she shows up, does a few tag matches with Trinity, and everybody will go nuts and the ratings will go up. I think that that's highly likely, Laz. Like, I, I think it's going to be something along the lines of, like, a very temporary situation. I don't see it as anything, like, consistent or long-term. I don't think that they have that kind of money, especially if, like, she can get that, like, golden deal from WWE. Um, but I definitely think that it'd be hard to resist, like, a good paycheck plus being able to tag again with, like, someone that she enjoys working with. Yeah, I mean, come on. She convinced Trinity to quit her job. <laughs> you know? Trinity had never wrestled outside of WWE in her life, in her entire career. And Mercedes said, they're disrespecting us. They're not valuing us. They're not valuing the women's take titles. They don't care about us in this company. Let's go. And she went with her. So for that reason alone, like, I, yeah, it'd be so nice to even, even if she doesn't wrestle... To show up at one show, be in the front row during a Trinity match, hop the guardrail, throw some forearms at Giselle Shaw, you know, something, something like that. Because yeah, it would give a huge boost to the newly rebranded, newly like refocused TNA. Put some more eyes on her best friend. But having them team together even once, having them team together against like, come on, MK Ultra. Masha and Kelly versus Trinity and Mercedes or against Jordan Grace. And I think Deanna Perrazzo might be leaving, but if she didn't against the two of them or something. Oh, the options. I honestly, 
Speaking of Diana, I personally think uh, TNA has been going on about like they have the biggest signing ever or like they you can't believe who's going to show up. I think that they may have somebody big that we're not expecting, but I also wouldn't be surprised if they, you know, very subtly re-sign Diana so that they as a just in case in their back pocket oh look it's actually D- the biggest signing ever it's actually Diana and now she's going to come in and you know do her whole you know virtuosa queen thing so uh, that's my personal conspiracy theory headcanon whatever but I would also really like to see Trinity and Mercedes against uh, Diana and uh, Trinity or Diana and Jordan. That'd be great. Oh yeah. Mm. January 13th, hard to kill TNA's first pay-per-view 2024. Their first pay-per-view back as TNA. We know it's going to be Trinity versus Jordan Grace for the knockouts championship. That's confirmed. They've set a bunch of surprise appearances teased. So right away, I'm, we're thinking people who have been released from WWE, maybe Mustafa Ali, maybe Dolph Ziggler, people like that. Maybe people who are under contract to other promotions, but who are allowed to show up for like a cameo. I mean, Okada's wrestling at Hard to Kill, or he's wrestling somewhere. He's wrestling the day after Hard to Kill. He he and Will Ospreay like that. Like Hard to Kill is like going to be like the TNA rebrand, and it's going to be huge. But the very next show, they're just it's a just a standard impact taping snake eyes that they named for some reason. It, they have Okada and Will Osprey. And so I wouldn't be surprised if there's they do go heavy for that particular weekend. So I'm hoping. Yeah, they're clearly they're going all in. They're saying like everybody pay attention to us this weekend. This is the new TNA, and that's smart. Like, right, this 100%. I'm gonna be watching Hard to Kill live, and if they impress me, if they hook me, if there's, you know, not a 12-minute Bully Ray match or like a lot of Tommy Dreamer and Moose, and if they focus more on the Speedballs of the world and the Josh Alexanders and the MK Ultras, that's their chance to to grab me as a viewer. You know, I'm 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 game. So hook me. And their wrestling is always fantastic. And again, their women's division is probably the best women's division in the world. Well, the best West, women's West division in North America. <laughs> like, like no shade on TJPW, but yeah, definitely in North America. Definitely the one of the ones that I can watch with any degree of frequency. January 27th, the annual Royal Rumble. As a press time, Rhea Ripley is one champ. Eosky is the other. Who will they be facing at WrestleMania? Will they be champs going into WrestleMania? Who's going to win the Rumble? Charlotte Flair is expected to be out with injury for, I think, nine months. So it's not going to be Charlotte for once, which is rare. As people who don't watch WWE, M, who's going to win the Rumble? Uh, 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 Rhea Ripley. As the champ, defend against herself. Yeah, yeah, she'll just beat her. She'll just she'll just beat up her demons. It'll be her. It'll be an existential battle of wills. 
I have no idea who like um who wins I mean doesn't Charlotte get close every year? Becky, I don't know. Who hasn't challenged for the like I don't know. Yeah, the obvious <laughs> answer would be Becky or Bianca, but you would think yeah. they would put somebody you as the champ as well. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't I am I am even more in the dark about WWE than I normally am. Like there have been times where I've actually been up on the conversation. Right now, all I know is Rhea Ripley and that's it. Like, I have not been following anything. Based on Twitter, what I know is Damage Control is getting ready to kick Bailey out, and Bailey's going to turn babyface for the first time in years. So Bailey versus Io Sky, that seems like a championship match right there. Whether or not Bailey needs to win the Rumble to make that happen, I don't know. Ripley is on the other side. I don't, I again, I have no idea if she's feuding with anybody, if they've been building, teasing her facing anybody. Oh, you, fuck me, Jay Cargill, that's my answer. Jade Cargo versus oh. Rhea Ripley. Oh, yeah. well, they? They want, to, they want to make a huge splash with her? Do it. Right off the start. That's her, fir- her first match ever is the War One when she wins. Has anybody done that? I don't think so. Oh, I want to say somebody came in at number 30 and won it. But has somebody, has anybody, nobody's ever had like their first match in WWE was the Rumble and they won. <laughs> no. They want to make yeah. history. Yeah, there you go. And her, you, Tell me you don't want to see her versus Rhea? I mean, totally. I well, I mean, I, it'll be interesting to see when she comes back, like what her what state her wrestling is in, because it was improving like you know fairly quickly when she was regularly on AEW, and I know that she benefited um, in some way or another from you know studying with and training with Brian Danielson and others. Like, I would, I, I'm curious to see where her wrestling is at. Um, I think it'll be they could build a big match, but I'm curious, given what Jade's ceiling was for a long time, um, what it will look like to have a major, major pay-per-view match against Rhea Ripley, um, just based on where her wrestling is. Yeah, I'm curious. Okay. I think that they could have a big momentum, but I'm just, yeah. Remember the, the best Jade that you saw in AEW and add... Uh, what's it been four months at the performance center with Sarah Del Rey yes precisely yes exactly sky's the limit yes I'm I'm really I'm I really believe that is true that's WWE talked about TNA our old friends at AEW we've got Tony Storm as the women's champ we've got Julia Hart as the TBS champ Jamie Hayter is supposedly gonna be back soon according to Tony Khan Outside of that, it certainly sounds like he's not interested in signing anybody new for the women's division, at least anytime soon. The, the Mercedes Monet came up and came and went. Julia's name has come up, and it was reported that you know they never expressed any interest or made an offer to her in any way. So, yeah, I don't. For that reason alone, I don't really see Diana Perazzo going to AEW unless. She's the exception to the rule, but well, I don't she's know. one of those people that's real good, close friends with Britt Baker. It's like mm-hmm. her yeah. and Chelsea and Britt were like the three for like years, like from what I understand. So I could see her going there just for buddy reasons, but I don't. She she'd be wasted there. I almost feel like they would just put her back in ROH. I yeah I, I don't I don't know what any woman gets out of signing to AEW right now. 
unless you're coming in with major, 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 major star power. But like, even then, like, it's just, it, they don't do enough with their women's division to have enough to do. So they make these signings. Like, think of all the women we're not really seeing in any kind of active or like consistent storylines right now who are like major people. There's two women's storylines. It's the Julia Hart evil thing and uh, Athena and her minions. That's it. And having well, Billy Starks a, just lose that they need to bring somebody in to, to beat Athena. Who, who's that going to be? Like we have a AEW pay-per-view coming up, right? Like who, what are the women's matches on world's end? Tony and Riho. Got it. Okay. So I think that's it. When we talked about the last pay-per-view and Tony Storm's win, the big question was, okay, so who does she face at world's end? And the answer is, they're gonna go. They're gonna go back to Rio, and you know what? Rio's great. Like, there's. I'm, this is not Rio slander. This is a Rio, like pro Rio, uh, podcast here. So do not come here with any of your like you weirdos who talk down about about Rio. Um, but but more pressingly, like we don't. That like that's that's a that's a perfectly serviceable match that has had what story and. Um, the story is about the, like the three champions, essentially. We've got RH champion, we've got the TV champion, we have the, the women's champion. And we don't really have much else going on right now. Yeah, our next pay-per-view is Revolution, March 3rd. If Jamie, if Tony Khan is teasing today, in de, at the end of December, that Jamie Hayter's going to be back soon, I'd assume she can be back in the next that's in the next two months. So I'm, I'm guessing we get Jamie and Tony at Revolution. Julia Hart seems to be on the long road to Thunder Rosa, I guess. Being that yeah. Rosa and Abaddon are mixing up with them. Yeah, and that's fun. And um, Thunder Rosa being, being back in action is really exciting. And including Abaddon in this is great. Yeah, they finally used, used them after what? Two years, three years, where Abaddon only showed up for Halloween. Yes, they're like, well, it's Halloween. Bring, bring the monster, the monster out of their 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 box. And then ROH, yeah, Athena is still the champ. I have to imagine we're getting a face turn sometime soon because if not, I don't, I don't know. She's run through everybody. If she turns face, they've brought in some new. You know, they brought in Ty Rockery, they brought Nyla Rose over, so they've got some new people that they can build up to face her. And then uh, the ROH Women's Television Championship. It's only going to be defended on TV, and ROH isn't on TV, so I don't know how this belt works. It'll never be defended. <laughs> or they'll de- defend it on the Honor Club. The, R- the Women's Honor Club Championship. Obvious answer is Billy Starks wins that as well, and they want to do this slow build to Billy, like, be- facing the first winner of the tournament instead. They got a lot of talent there. I just don't... If it was a one-hour show that I could watch easily, like the old ROH, like watch for free on our ringofhonor.com, like I used to, I'd be all about it. But the ROH weekly show is like, from what I can gather, still an hour and a half of like mostly enhancement matches. I don't want that. I want like a crisp one hour show with like three big matches. And the thing is, I don't know anything about ROH besides Athena and Billy Starks. 
That's it. That is the only thing that interests me at all. And I know other people are showing up there. I know Samoa Joe did a thing, and I don't – I like Samoa Joe. I've liked Samoa Joe for years. I, no clue. I don't pay. There's just nothing to spark anything there. I Like adding a second women's title, why? Are you going to give more women's matches? I, okay, I'd be down with that. I just don't see that happening. It's I feel like it's like we're going to let Athena sit back and not wrestle for a while and use this belt to build some people up to be a challenger to her. And I don't that's just Hey, I think I'm going to make another resolution real quick and I'm going to just stop constantly having to bitch about AEW and their related products in regards to their women's division. <laughs> Well, outside of those ones, the three big American promotions, there's always other stuff going on. We've already mentioned on this episode, Enjoy, LVAC, Mania Weekend, FU Big Gay Brunch, GCW, Beyond, Prestige, Dreamwave, all sorts of different places. Lufisto is launching a new all-women's promotion in Montreal called the Women's Wrestling Syndicate. Their first show is going to be, I believe, in February. So that's exciting, joining, joining Thunder Rosa in terms of women running all women promotions anything else in the indies that we that we know of right now that we're particularly excited about coming up just consistently wanting to keep up with the west coast scene because some of the stuff that's happening in the west coast in california and the pacific northwest is just always really exciting we have covered some of these promotions in the past but it's just it bears repeating like they're bringing in um consistently uh top tier talent that can work independent dates. They bring in um, Joshi, uh, prominent Joshi all the time because of based where they are. Um, so keeping up with what's going on out there. And uh, we know that our good friend, uh, Brian from LGBTQ in the ring is always a great source for um, queer wrestling specifically, but wrestling in general on the West coast. So um, definitely trying to keep up with that in the new year and not keep myself locked to the East coast because it's very easy to do so. And we will definitely, I've got, I've got a list of ideas already stewing for 2024. There's all sorts of promotions that I'm excited about that we have never really talked about or never talked about in depth here on the podcast. Deadlock Pro, Defy, Kitsune, Full Queer, all on my list. We've never dedicated full episodes to any of those promotions. And from what I can gather, they deserve it. Yeah, absolutely. We've got that. We've got another Effie's Big Gay Brunch coming up in a couple of weeks. There's, there's so much, so much wrestling to talk about. We're never at a shortage. Thank you for listening. Once again, you can find us on Twitter or Instagram or Patreon at Grit Glitter Pod. If you support us on Patreon, five bucks a month gets you everything gets you the archive old episodes grid and glitter new ones drop in every saturday we're almost at the end of season three already so there's a lot of great old episodes there that nobody's heard in years you get a weekly newsletter you get input on different things that we do and then we just take that money and we use it to sponsor shows like wrestler's lab like enjoy like hood slam all these places That's right. You give us your money and we give it back to the wrestling that you love. It's that simple. 
I won't go into that bigger spiel about it, but like we know that you want to support this wrestling and by supporting us, you support them and you get some freebies or you get attached goodies um, as part of the whole package. So it's a win, 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 win. Laz, where can people find and support you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, never X, uh, under Laz the Infamous. That's L-A-Z-T-H-E Infamous. Uh, I also write a weekly hits and misses column for the PW Torch, all about impact, except when it's a repeat or a, like, compilation episode. Uh, I figure most of those people could just go back and read what I had already written. So I don't do anything new. Uh, I'm also doing a podcast as part of their premium brand with uh, Darren Lilly about Impact, and I get very opinionated and loud. And today I was being very good because there's supposed to be a child that stays asleep, so no yelling. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Laz. Thank you for being with us here this week. Laz, thank you, listeners, for being with us and sticking out through that first five ten minutes of the podcast yeah hey um if you made it this far and you didn't get um completely grossed out by uh butt wiping talk um we just a reminder that you know it's a new year and we love you and Laz, thank you so much for being such a like a, a wonderful supporter of the pod for so long um it's been fantastic to get to know you as a friend as a fellow uh, local wrestling lover um so it's been just an absolute like pleasure and privilege and uh yeah um, it just goes to show you friends out there listening to us. Um, when you make a point of reaching out to us and talking to us about the wrestling that you love and getting to know us, we would love to get to know you more in the, you know, wholesome ways. Okay. Keep it, keep it family friendly. Keep it PG. Harley is a sweet, innocent Canadian. No weird emails, but um, it's just been, it's, a testament to how great our listenership is. We've gotten to know a bunch of you out there. Um, hopefully in 2024, one of our big show wide resolutions can be just to, to get to know more of you. And uh, hopefully maybe you make a resolution to get to know us a little bit more too, and reach out to us. So happy 2024, everybody happy new wrestling year. Let's make it a good one. <laughs>